Hi, I'm Randy Weddle. I'm your host for Creation Anew. I pastor two churches in Indiana, Community Church of Mooresville, located in Mooresville, Indiana, and I also pastor Mount Pleasant Christian Church, located in the great town of Hall, Indiana. And this podcast is designed to challenge both believers in Jesus Christ and those who don't believe. I want to challenge believers to grow in their faith. And I want to challenge non-believers to take a serious look at the Bible. Are you ready? Let's get started. Well, hello again, everybody. Randy Weddle here with Creation Anew. I'm so glad that you're with me today. What in the world are we going to talk about? Well, we're going to talk about... um, (laughs) I stumble over it. Um... We're going to talk about something that is um, that is prevalent in today's society, and something that uh, the church needs to um, solidify its response and its uh, conviction. And the subject is the subject of homosexuality. So, now before you usher the children out of the room, um, there should be nothing on this podcast uh, that, um, that you wouldn't want your kids to hear. Okay, so I'm, and I'm not trying to trick you. I'm not trying to get you to, uh, you know, to let your kids stay and listen, and then I'm going to pull something, uh, uh, you know, pull the rug out from underneath you. I won't do that. So, um, Let's talk about this. And my question specifically is should churches embrace the homosexual lifestyle? And we know that it's happening. We know that some churches are are you know opening their their arms wide. And I don't mean open their arms to to embrace the human, you know, the the, the people. Um, but I mean to embrace the lifestyle and to endorse that lifestyle. And my question is not really um, pertaining to you know how we feel about homosexuality, um, what we think about homosexuality. I'm wanting to really look at what scripture says about homosexuality. So so if you're listening um, to me and you um, are a, a, a practicing, you know, um, gay, lesbian, um, transgender, um, queer, I'm not even sure of all of the different um, euphemisms that we can use for this lifestyle. I, I don't I don't want you to feel threatened. And I'm gonna say this right off the bat, okay? The, the different <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm I'm sitting here stumbling. Uh, different things that people do. Um Well, let me just say it this way. We are all broken people, okay? So I'm not coming across 
and trying to trying to say um, with my finger pointed okay this is not a conversation uh, that is going to include finger pointing because I personally really want practicing homosexuals to hear this podcast episode so if you are practicing homosexual um, please don't don't turn this off and and if you are someone who just just absolutely can't stand the homosexual lifestyle I, I don't want you to turn this off so I'm, I'm trying to pull people into the into uh, some common ground here to talk okay and I understand that this isn't a real conversation because you're not saying anything okay <laughs> I understand that um, but I I, I, I want to address this and I, I, I am I'm wanting to stay absolutely with what scripture says and hopefully to explain a biblical perspective on this alright fair enough excellent I'm glad you haven't turned me off yet okay good because I'm I'm not that intimidating I'll be honest with you okay um, let's just say I would not have a great NBA career okay I'm not an intimidating person I'm not someone who I'm just not that way okay so let's talk about this does the Bible endorse or excuse or um, for lack of a better term you know quote unquote okay the homosexual lifestyle well some people have gone on different avenues and they've gone down different roads um, on how to explain this I am going to come to you and simply give you what scripture says now let's take a brief moment because you may be listening to me right now and saying who cares what scripture says well this is why we should be looking at this if we want to take an honest look at this lifestyle okay we must include the Bible we must include different pieces of literature okay now I'm gonna be bringing the Bible to you and I'm I, I have looked at other things as far as as far as writings on this I'm not gonna say that I have done an exhaustive study okay I'm not gonna tell you that because I want to be honest with you but we need to take a look at the scripture because if nothing else if you would say well scripture you know the, the Bible is just simply some of man's writings great then that makes it no better or no worse than any other writing okay so we need to take a look at what scripture says so with that being said let's let's go into it now again I'm not an expert on all of the various forms of of homosexuality 
And and, and I'm trying to, uh, I'm 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 somewhat putting different forms, like you know, uh, as far as being gay or lesbian or transgender, that all fits within that realm, if you will. Okay, there's there's a flavor with all of those um, that that fits into the realm of of a homosexual lifestyle lifestyle and if you disagree with me if I'm getting something wrong please email me my email address is randy at creationanew.com we can talk about it there's something that Jesus says and I'm gonna I'm gonna go right somewhat um, to the jugular vein because you know, there have been some that say, well, Jesus never addresses homosexuality. Well, I would argue that he did in the Old Testament. But let's go to the New Testament. Let's, let's see what Jesus says about homosexuality. Now, it may come from an unlikely source. This may, this may have gone underneath some of your radar screens. Maybe it hasn't. I, I'm not clever as far as, oh, I found something new. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just looking here. Now, the context of what I'm going to read to you, um, which comes from Mark chapter 10, and the context is that there were some, some folks that came up to Jesus, and they were trying to test Jesus. And they asked him a question. And this is the question. We can read Mark 10, verse 2. Some Pharisees came up to Jesus, testing him, and began to question him whether it is lawful for a man to divorce his wife. So let's stop right there. The context is divorce. And we can talk about that on another day. So I want to make sure that we we look at this honestly. This is talking about divorce. This is not talking about homosexuality. But there's something in here that that I think can help us on our path. Verse 3, And he answered and said to them, What did Moses command you? Command you, sorry. Sometimes I'm from southern Indiana, and I will just leave off different letters of words. So (laughs) I just left off the D off of command there. Okay, let's continue. Going on in Mark chapter 10, starting at verse 4, and we're going to go down to verse 6. So the context is people are asking Jesus, is it lawful to, to divorce your wife? In verse 4 he says, or, or they said, Moses permitted a man to d- write a certificate of divorce and send her away. But Jesus said to them, because of the hardness of your hardness of heart, he wrote this. Let me read that again. But Jesus said to them, because of your hardness of heart, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning, verse 6, But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Now, let's stop right there. 
I think one of the first things that we can ask, because the homosexual lifestyle and other offshoots of that predominantly celebrate being able to love whomever you you desire. And if you're a man, and if you want to love a man in a sexual way, um, the, the homosexual lifestyle says that's okay. The same with the lesbian lifestyle. The same with transgender, the same with queer. Um, the, that's why I say those lifestyle, all of those things have a common thread of okaying homosexuality. Now, again, homosexuality means that it's we're talking about a sexual relationship between two people of the same gender. But look at what Jesus says, because the, the nature of the question that's asked of Jesus here is, hey, you know, marriage was established by God. Is it okay to divorce? And Jesus says this, he says, from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Let's stop right there for a moment. Now, one of the things that Jesus does here is he limits a marriage to male and female. Because he goes on, he only mentions two genders, which you know, can send us off into, you know, multi-gender people, all right? But the Bible only talks about two genders. And two genders making up a marriage. He said, from the beginning of creation, in other words, this is the way it was established, that marriage should be between male and female. And... He goes on in verses 7 and 8 of Mark 10. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, and the two shall become one flesh, so they are no longer two, but one flesh. That's Jesus talking about marriage. And do you notice that he says the original design of marriage is between a man and a woman, a male and a female. I think there's something there that we should um, we should latch on to. When Jesus is asked about marriage, he goes all the way back to Genesis and said, "Well, what's the original design of marriage?" The original design of marriage, of physical love, is that it is between a male and a female. He doesn't say anything about male and male, or female and female, or male, female, male, or female, male, female. Nothing like that. He says that it is between male and female, and that the two shall become one flesh, which is a biblical uh, way of saying they should come together in a physical relationship 
and become one. So we're not talking about marriage here, but we're talking about the design of intimacy. Because marriage is a relationship of intimacy. And Jesus here doesn't say anything about homosexuality. But he sets up the stage. And he said, well, this is the design. If you want to go back and look at the original design of marriage, Jesus said it is between a male and a female. Now that should tell us something right there. And of course, the Bible talks about sexual relations being limited to marriage. Okay? So let's let's go a little further into things. Because I would say that that statement by Jesus, that, that, that defining statement about marriage, limits what the Bible says is okay as far as marriage, physical love, physical intimacy to male and female. Now, let's go a little bit further. Before Israel was going into the promised land, God brings up a very uncomfortable section of scripture. Uh, And I don't mean to laugh that, you know, that the stuff that's talked about here is funny. It's, I'm laughing because I start breaking out in a sweat every time I read this stuff, okay? Uh, And believe me, getting up in a pulpit and reading this stuff, I still, it's just like, oh my gosh, uh, do I have to read this? Because it's just uncomfortable, And it's stuff talking about what the nations that belonged or that were living in the promised land were engaged in before the Hebrews came along. And if you read Leviticus 18, you should just get, like, it should just be continual shivers down your spine. Because it talks about, it talks about all kinds of stuff that's really uncomfortable. Um, I mean, it, it talks about, and, and the term, the term is used a lot in here is, you shall not uncover the nakedness of. And basically what the Bible means by that is, don't have sex in this situation. And if you want to know about sexual morality, um, Leviticus 18 is a great place to start. And I would also say that, you know the church has been guilty of of being in my opinion um overboard on sexual morality to the point of damaging people we can talk about that another day we may talk about that soon because if you can stay within the the boundaries of Leviticus 18 you you are going to be sexually moral okay but it goes through and it talks about don't do this don't do this don't do this don't do this and a lot of it we don't really talk about today but it's stuff that has happened and I'm sure it's happening now and I'm sure that it will happen in the future but there's one thing in here 
that God says, you shall not do. And again, he's talking, he's pointing to the nations that are inhabiting the promised land. And he's telling Moses and he's telling Israel, you stay away from these practices. And here it is. Leviticus 18.22 You shall not lie with a male as one lies with a female. It is an abomination. Hmm. Now, the context here is sexual morality, sexual immorality, sexual laws. Things that you shouldn't be doing. And within that framework, we see that the Bible says, hey, you shouldn't lie down with a male as one lies with a woman. Well, what are we talking about here? Well, the context is talking about sex. So what it's saying is a man should not lie down with a man like a man lies down with a woman. Okay? That's what it says. It says that this is an abomination. That's strike two that I would say that the Bible talks about not endorsing the homosexual lifestyle. Okay? So let's go let's go a little bit further here. Let's go back into um, let's go back into the New Testament. And we're going to go over to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. And we're going to look at um, verse 27. Now Romans 1 talks about the wrath of God and all the bad things that people are doing. So let's look at this. Romans chapter 1. Let's, let's go, um, let's see here. Let, let's go to verse 24, and we'll go down to at least verse 27. Okay? Verse 24, so Romans 20, uh, 1, 24 through 27. Therefore God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason God gave them over to degrading passions. For their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way also the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another. Men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. Now, did you hear what Paul is talking about here? Paul is saying that people basically were given over to passions that were impure, passions that, were, that shouldn't be allowed as far as God's law. And part of that is an act of exchanging the natural function of either male or female and I don't care what you say if you have a male body it has 
features, okay, that that a female body does not have. And a female body has features that the male body does not have. They're not interchangeable. You really can't mistake them. And they don't go well with like kind. In other words, a male body and a male body, according to what this piece of scripture says, is unnatural. It is not the natural function for a male body and a male body to become one. Nor is it a natural function for a female body and a female body to become one. Have you ever plugged in a computer? Okay. What are you doing when you plug in that computer? You are taking a male plug and you are plugging it into a female outlet. Think it through. So if I gave you the female portion of a cord and you tried to plug it in to the female outlet, how much electricity are you going to get? That's right. It's not going to work. And you can try to plug in a male outlet or a male portion, let's say an extension cord, uh, a male portion to, of an extension cord to a male portion of an extension cord, and you are not, you're not going to go well. It's not going to work. It's a, it would be unnatural to use electricity in that way, wouldn't it? Right. In the same way, what Paul is saying here is there is a natural function for males and females, and it is not to be used together. So in other words, male doesn't go with male, and female does not go with female. So, and, and I, I looked up, I looked up the word sodomy, and I, I went back to an old, old, old Webster's dictionary, and it basically just said an unnatural, an unnatural act. Okay, well, uh, that's what we would have. So we've got, again, we've got, we've got some things being built up here. Jesus says that, that marriage, and, and the Bible defines sexuality as coming under the realm of marriage. Okay? That marriage is between a man and a woman, a male and a female. We, we've seen that, the, the, that God said to the Israelites back in the Old Testament, do not lie. As a male, do not lie with a male as you would with a woman. And you could also, that implies that a woman should not lie with a woman. And then here we see that a natural function is disrupted if you have a female desiring a female and a male desiring a male. And by the way, that, that particular act um, draws God's wrath. Now, other things draw God's wrath, too. But that certainly is part of them. And we're asking the question, does the Bible endorse? Does it endorse homosexuality? 
Should churches embrace homosexuality? So we go on from here, and I want to read to you First um, Corinthians six nine. Okay. Um, 1 Corinthians 6.9 says this, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. So what Paul is saying here is he's saying, listen, these are things that just don't come into line with what God wants you to do. And these things are not going to be a part of the lifestyle of the kingdom of God. So when you get into heaven, you are not going to be doing these things. And God, God's will is that you don't do these things now on earth. What is, what, what is one of the things that's listed here? homosexuality now some some folks are going to argue you know the word homosexual uh, homosexuality or homosexual is not uh, listed in the Bible and you know what um, in here in this verse they're absolutely right it it, uh, it is the Greek word arsena no koites okay and it basically means a sodomite someone um, someone who who approaches the wrong part of the anatomy to become intimate okay so the word homosexuality is not here in this verse but let's put some things together I think God is giving us a picture and just because there may be one thing missing we throw out the whole picture just because the word homosexual is not in here or even though it's translated as homosexual um, the the New American Standard has it as homosexual um, the English Standard Version has has it as uh, homosexual let's see here um, the um, the basic Bible in English says, uh, you know, makes wrong use of men, which would also go right back to um, the word for sodomy. There are several translations that use um, that use homosexual here, okay? So it's, this isn't something that's off-key or, or beyond the pale. So this lifestyle is not something that is a part of God's kingdom. And with that said, the Bible does not endorse a homosexual lifestyle. It doesn't endorse a gay or lesbian or transgender, um, queer, again, I have no clue what the others are. Whatever word you want to stick in there, okay, um, relating to this. So therefore, we, 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 have, we have a statement from Scripture. We have, we have guidance from Scripture about this very thing. 
so big deal. What do we do with this? Well, I think that what we need to do is, as the church, is to stand up and to say, look, um, this is a this is something that would be on the same level as, you know, being a coward or lying or murdering or bearing false witness uh, or or anything else that you can think of. This is a sin, and we don't need to embrace this lifestyle to try to make people feel good or to try to win people over because we're not going to do that. First Corinthians tells us this lifestyle and, and there are other things in here but I'm just focusing on homosexuality that the homosexual lifestyle has no place in the kingdom of God. So for a church to accept it that would be a violation of scripture. Now let me read something to you. What we should be doing is turning things around and saying homosexuality is a lifestyle that is not endorsed by scripture but it is completely forgivable. Let me read something to you. 1 Corinthians 6.11 Right after Paul says all of these things are not part of the kingdom of God you will not inherit the kingdom of God and be doing these things. And he says such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of our God. You see, churches should be taking a stand and saying this lifestyle is against Scripture. And churches should be following Scripture. Okay, that's the rule book. This lifestyle is against scripture. That should be the message from churches. But at the same time, we welcome homosexuals to come and be forgiven, to come and be washed, just like we would welcome someone who is a thief or who is a liar or someone who is a murderer, a swindler, someone who's a drunkard and say this lifestyle is not part of God's kingdom but you can be freed from this lifestyle and I know that that's going to rile somebody, some people up saying well you're trying to change who I am we can talk about that on another day but we've answered the question what does God's word say about homosexuality all right, guys, that's all I have for today. We've run over just a little bit, but who cares? It's a podcast. I'm not, I guess I am watching the time, but who cares? Um, I just want to let you know that I appreciate all of you guys in the way that you support this ministry and support this podcast. Um, some ways that you can support us is number one, pray. Pray for this podcast or this ministry. What I'm trying to do is challenge believers and non-believers to take a serious look at Jesus Christ. And hopefully, um, to, to, with a serious look at Jesus Christ, um, things will change for them. So that's what we do here. And I thank you for praying for me. 
And uh, you can pray. That's one way you can support this podcast. Another way that you can support is to tell others about us. We are on Apple. We are on Spotify. We are on several different platforms. Um, Go find us. Like us. um, Subscribe. And tell others about this podcast. And a third way that you can support is you can give monetarily. Now let me give you a ground rule here. If you go to anchor.fm backslash creation dash anew you'll see the platform from anchor and um, on that platform you can see where you can send me a message you can listen to the podcast and you can also support the podcast you can look up um, the, the catalog of episodes and and all of that so but here's the deal I do not want you to sacrifice your family or your church to support this ministry you must take care of your family first and support your church if your church is a biblical uh, church support your family and your church first and then if you have money left over you want to give to this ministry that's fine so those are the three ways you can support this podcast and guys I don't take your uh, listenership lightly i don't take uh, your support lightly and i thank you so much for spending time with me guys until next time bye bye